Let's talk about when God doesn't make sense. And let's see what this might have to do with the current coronavirus situation. For the last three weeks, we've been looking at things that God does or doesn't do that just don't make sense to us. So far, we've looked at why God says no. No to seemingly good things in life. Oftentimes, though, because they're not so good for us after all. And last week, we looked at why God allows people to suffer and die. A difficult topic, but one that can lead us into a deeper understanding of Jesus' cross, his passion, his death, and his incredible resurrection. If you missed those homilies, or you know someone who needs to hear them, you can find them on our website, saintmary.life. Today we're looking at the times God seems to put obstacles in our way. We may feel like there are times when it feels like God is just making our life difficult. It seems obvious that if God would just remove our obstacles, then life would be so much better. Maybe for you it's an obstacle in your professional life. You know, you have a systems problem at work that you can't seem to solve. Or you have a personnel problem. You keep trying to hire the right people, but can't seem to do that. You may have a relational obstacle. You and your spouse would have a much stronger marriage, but your in-laws constantly get in the way. Or there's some issue you keep returning to over and over again as a couple. Your obstacle may be a health problem. If you weren't sick, you could accomplish so much more and life would be so much more enjoyable. Maybe your health problem is living in fear of coronavirus. To help us explore this topic about God and obstacles, we're looking at today's first reading. You know the story. God sees the suffering of his people and sends Moses to challenge the Egyptian Pharaoh to let his people go. Pharaoh refuses. God sends plagues. Pharaoh finally relents and lets the people go. That's where we pick up the story today. The people were encamped, and surprise, there was no water to drink. You know that feeling. You have an expectation, and it isn't met. At that moment, it's very difficult to take the disappointment graciously. It's great when you do, but sometimes it's very hard to do. Therefore, the people find fault with Moses. They blame him. They blame him for their lack of water. Rather than being patient with him or asking him how they can help, they become demanding. They do not have a solution-finding spirit. On one level, we can all understand that. If you have a need and it isn't being met, it's easy to become grouchy, to look for someone to blame. When we have a problem, we don't look at ourselves. We always want someone else to blame. When the people murmured against Moses and said, Why did you bring us out of Egypt? Did you bring us out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? Murmuring is an expression of ingratitude. It seems natural, which it is, unfortunately. It seems harmless, which it is not. Murmuring is actually habit-forming. It can so easily become a self-defeating habit that is our default response to any situation. 
Ever meet people like that? They complain about everything, and it makes them very unattractive, but they can't help it. Complaining has become their habitual response to nearly anything that happens. So Moses cried to the Lord, What shall I do with these people? They're ready to stone me. There's a big difference between Moses' reaction to this difficult situation and the people's reaction. While the people complain against God, Moses converses with God and asks for his direction. There's a significant difference between complaining about someone to another person versus having a conversation with the person who is presenting a challenge. Complaining about someone disrespects the relationship, while having a conversation with someone over an issue honors it by giving the other person an opportunity to respond. So God told Moses to leave the camp, take only a few elders with him, and strike a rock to receive water. The rest of the people do not get to see this miracle, because by their lack of trust, the people had forfeited the right to see God's work. Moses simply brought along some of the elders so they could verify what happened. And Moses named the place Meribah and Massa. Meribah means problems or strife. Massa means testing. Moses chose this name because the people found fault with him and God, and because they put the Lord to the test by saying, Is the Lord among us or not? God was testing them. While the journey didn't go quite as planned, perhaps as they might have hoped, when a difficulty presented itself, the question was, would they trust God or just grumble and complain? Well, they failed the test. They actually tested God as if he needed to prove himself to them. That generation of Israelites never passed the test. They never got over their complaining, and so they never got to enter the promised land. They never got where God wanted them to be because they could not trust. What does this say to us in light of our current crisis with the coronavirus? How do we respond to God in a time of crisis like this? Whether a crisis is a test from God or just a test of natural consequences, a crisis is a test of our character. And a crisis is a test of our relationship with God. Do we shake our fist and cry out to him, Lord, are you with us or not? Or do we do what he calls us to do, be smart in a crisis and trust him? Do we work with him to help find solutions or do we complain against him? If we work with him and trust him, we will grow in character and relationship with God and become what he wants us to become. There are difficulties in life that should be avoided. Take precautions against the coronavirus. There are toxic situations from which you should remove yourself. Some battles you just can't win. Some relationships that are abusive. Some projects that are ultimately useless. But be careful. Be careful of fleeing a situation just because it's difficult. Some people go from job to job, friendship to friendship, commitment to commitment. Because when the going gets tough, they take off. They have no solution-finding spirit. Nothing worth accomplishing ever comes without obstacles and challenges. That is not bad luck. That's on purpose. That's because those obstacles force us to embrace God. 
And if we're willing to embrace God and depend upon His grace, we will see His power just like Moses did. But if we choose to murmur, to grumble and complain, we will probably miss out on the experience of His power and will never get where He wants us to go. God isn't necessarily interested in making your life easier. God's main concern isn't always with your level of comfort. Actually, that's usually our goal, but not God's. The reason God allows obstacles and difficulties is to allow life to test us. This is in order to build our character and relationship with Him. He's interested in building our character because our character is the only thing we get to take to heaven with us. The Lord tests those he loves. Do you feel tested? Maybe that's not a bad thing.